Hello, darkness, my old friend. Welcome, everyone, to Screams After Midnight. And we promised that when Tim came back that we'd return to a franchise that I was not particularly in love with. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's safe to say this is one where we're not always on the same page, maybe. I mean, that is accurate. Uh, but you could go a bit further, I think, and say that we have never been reading the same book. <laughs> I have to think we're okay. in the same library, Tim. Right? You, you... Okay. Interesting. <laughs> okay, I guess that's one way to look at it, sure. Uh, nor do I think we're reading in the same language. This is a horror movie podcast, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Top Peter. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> I am Pierre. That is Tim. And we talk about horror movies. Uh, we are, of course, as all the hinting might imply, talking about Leprechaun 6 Back Woo. to the Hoods. Wow. Six movies in. Could you, do you ever believe it? I don't want to believe it. I want to believe that this didn't happen, that this is often some sort of fever dream, <laughs> and that. Some producer at Lionsgate didn't go, we'll make another one. We'll <laughs> <laughs> make another one. <laughs> and this this does mark something of a conclusion. It's not the last Leprechaun movie. We still have two more to do. But, <laughs> but it is the end of the Warwick Davis era of Leprechaun. Sadly, yes. It, it always shocks me, Tim, is this movie came out in 2003 which I don't yeah. know if you uh, if this occurs to you immediately, but that's only ten years after the first one. Wow, prolific. Prolific. <laughs> <laughs> In ten years, they made Leprechaun, Leprechaun Two, mm. which was like the tour guide one, Leprechaun yeah. Three, which was the casino movie, right? Las Vegas, yeah. Yes, Leprechaun Four, which was in space with a. Uh, uh, Heidi the Tool Time Girl. <laughs> science fiction, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's science fiction. That's how you define science fiction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leprechaun 5, In the Hood. And In the Hood was so successful, apparently. It was such a hit <laughs> that they decided to return to that well for one more go around. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta admit, um, I always come into these movies with you know, a very open mind and... I I, w I was a little open more like open legs but all right go on <laughs> I was a little skeptical about this one because I when I think of the franchise I, I usually think about like moving forward like they always are trying to you know top what they did previously you know uh like oh uh you know yeah le like last one we we're in Hollywood now let's uh we'll go to Las Vegas now we'll go to uh, you know, outer space. Now we'll go to the, the hood. And so it feels... Hold <laughs> on a second. Can we talk about the progression there? <laughs> Hollywood to Vegas yeah. to space, the hood. Yeah. The hood is after space. Well, the, the thing is, like, space is so big that they had to bring it back, which I, I think, oh. you know, like, sometimes, you know, like, with when comic books, when you have a big event, like, you can't just go from, like, one big event to another big event. Like, after that, you kind of got to do, like, a little you know, uh, smaller, more grounded, down-to-earth arc. Um, 
which is, you know, what, what they did with Into Hood, which, you know, was very successful. And I think, you know, we were singing its praises last podcast uh, that we did on it. <laughs> and then, uh, so I, I was I was a little skeptical to see that they were just returning to this well, but I kind of, you know, thought that they must have something more that needed to be said. And I was right because this movie, it, it does definitely does not feel like a retread from the last one. There's, I feel like there's like a lot of new, uh, nuance <laughs> that's brought to it, <laughs> honestly. And it's, it's fun. You get to see a lot of stuff that, um, you know, we haven't seen before. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go on, but I just wanted to kind of <laughs> say that little bit <laughs> right up front. That was a lot. That was a lot to take in. <laughs> uh, I particularly like how you spun the word new into nuance without skipping a beat. Uh, it, yeah, it does have new nuance in this. <laughs> There's nuance in here that we haven't seen before. <laughs> you know, Tim, you're returning to this show, and I was, you know, continuing this 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 streaming fever dream that is otherwise known as a nightmare. Uh, uh-huh. uh, it's a double edge. I was looking forward. I was excited. I was excited to talk about horror movies oh, again. No. <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I generally enjoy the, 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 the banter, the, the <laughs> rapport that the dream team, that is <laughs> the, the professor and the, the schoolboy, <laughs> uh, is. But yeah. There was a double-edged sword. Your returning was a double-edged sword because I knew with your return, mm-hmm. it also meant this movie. It also <laughs> meant having to watch and discuss Leprechaun Back to the Hood. So, well, you know, the problem with the double-edged sword is that it can cut two ways. So you think about that. Are you try? Are you picking apart my metaphor? You said it should. I should be saying it's a monkey's paw. It's more of a. No, no I'm. Ad- I'm adding to the metaphor. And okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Um. I mean, I'm, I, I'm, you, I'm taking I, your metaphor and I'm weaving it into a a cautionary tale. So you know, uh, some <laughs> bad actress falls into a hole, and finds the leprechaun's gold, which brings the leprechaun back to life. And on are the we, hunt. Are we doing spoilers? Or? Oh, no, we're not in spoilers yet. This is just the basic okay. premise. Okay. And of, of course, the leprechaun ends up hunting for his gold and kills mm-hmm. some people in the hood uh, as the movie this, progresses. Yeah, in, the, in this movie, he's looking for his gold. Oh, yes. As opposed to all the other movies where he was doing what exactly? <laughs> mm? Was he looking for the baby John in the last one? Well, in the, in the second one, he was looking for a bride. Fair and point. then the fourth one, Fair I think point. he wanted to be like king of the galaxy or something. <laughs> 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 so, yes, Leprechaun is uh, right. So we're not spoilers yet. It probably won't be long before we're in spoilers because I mean, like, no one gives a shit about spoilers for Back to the Hood. But uh, I'll ask him the question for far, even yep. though it's it's very clear how Tim feels because. <laughs> He's, he's made it no mis- uh, no, no secret up until this point. No but Tim, yeah. how, how did you feel about Leprechaun 6 back to the hood? You know, uh, it's interesting because this is the first 
Leprechaun movie I've watched uh, since I became a father. And <laughs> I, so I was interested if that would, you know, how, what my perception of these movies would be with this new life experience. Um, and I gotta, I gotta say, I, I was kind of blown away <laughs> by, first hold of all, on, hold, uh, on, hold on, hold on. So this having a new effect on you as a father, is it because your son is much closer to his height than you are? Is that that the connection here? (laughs) Well, I mean, there's that, but then, you know, there's also, when you have a child, there's a lot of things you have to think about. And like, you know, I, I do see this movie as a bit of a cautionary tale. Like, I don't want my son to grow up and be greedy and, you know, wanting to you know, find this gold, uh, you know, even though when he's warned that, you know, not to have it and all the misfortune that can come with fortune. Um, that's why I actually, you know, whenever anyone talks about fortune, I always call it misfortune because, you know, the, the kind of things that can happen, like a leprechaun coming after you, uh, when you find it. Um, but yeah, no, when I, I, I did definitely watch this movie through a father's eyes and, I, yeah, I, I don't want my son to grow up and feel like he needs, you know, to acquire wealth and he needs to hoard this gold and he needs to think of himself over others. So in in that way, I I do think the movie succeeds as a cautionary tale. Um, So it was nice to have this kind of extra level to it, as opposed to, I feel like, a lot of movies you watch nowadays kind of just have the one very simple level to it that, you know, let, let's face it, is usually often kind of redundant and pedantic. Uh, so it was nice to actually watch something that felt like it had a little more depth and thought put into it. And it was something, honestly, that I can take with me uh, in my everyday life, not just after, you know, the movie stops and I, you know, press the little red power button on the you know top left corner of my remote that turns off the TV you know after i press that button i don't have to you know uh it leaves me with something to think about as opposed to just kind of instantly you know being flushed out of my brain like a like big old hunk of hunk of poo (laughs) that you that you take uh you know this is actually something that sticks with you uh for time time to be and um yeah and there's some good kills in it i think the lep uh gets a chance to shine in, in a few key moments. Um, I was surprised at the comedy uh, that was brought to this. Um, you know, it's he's playing a, a little bit of a goofier version of the Leprechaun in this as opposed to other movies where he's a little more sinister. This is kind of like, you know, the later Nightmare on Elm Street movies where Freddy kind of starts turning into a bit of like a cartoon kind of Bugs Bunny character. I can definitely see it influence uh, in these movies like that where you know the lep is doing some pretty silly stuff but uh, i can't really get too mad at it because i was laughing <laughs> i was laughing the whole time <laughs> you know uh it, he's very funny uh but again that's just kind of a you know uh uh a testament to you know mr davis's uh acting skills that he brings to the franchise which again the the next two movies he's not in so I don't know. I don't know. 
how we're gonna feel about him. Uh, but yeah, so I guess if if I was gonna rate this out of ten, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yo, you skipped to the head there, Timmy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> we're at the start of the show, not the not the end. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's been a while. <laughs> well, we did one last week, but yeah, sure. <laughs> um. I mean, before I say anything about the movie, I I just want to congratulate Tim on his commitment to sounding like he's in a mockumentary every time he reviews a <laughs> Leprechaun movie, with that full like serious critical kind of tone, talking about the the gravitas and the the semblance of uh, of perfection of the the weight of the thing he's discussing. Uh, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's, it's, oh it's the most bullshit you've ever smelled. Um, <laughs> even my cat, who's on my lap, is distressed. It was, it was looking very upset through all that because he could smell shit. He's a cat. He's got a better nose than I do. You know, that's you know, humans are not burdened with a a strong, you know, scent. We we our, no, right. our noses aren't as good as most animals. Most animals are have much better smells than we do. But uh, um, I mean, where does one be? I mean. I'll, I'll say the most positive thing I can say about this movie to start with, Tim. Oh, nice. Okay. 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 <laughs> it's not as bad as the last one. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So we are kind of on the same page here, a little copacetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as bad as the last one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still a bad movie. It still has bad acting. It still has very stereotypical characters that are very thin. Uh, some a couple of which are particularly annoying. There's the, the stoner character who just grates on you uh, pretty quickly. Um, I will say I was a little surprised but relieved that this movie actually dialed back the dumb comedy a bit. At least as far as Leprechaun himself goes, it kind of felt like it's not so much that they tried to make him serious again, but they kind of kept him off screen and just sort of teased him for longer before That's he a started. Good balance. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it took him a little bit longer before he was actively saying lines of dialogue on screen and things like that and it definitely felt well, there was much make... less of it than the last one yeah well a, a big part of this movie is making way for you know uh honestly what you you might say is kind of the you know the star the lead which is the hood itself i mean the hood is a character in these movies you know, and I feel like they take a lot of time, you know, getting to know exactly what the hood is, what the hood's like, um, because you really need to understand the hood before you can introduce the leprechaun into it, because that's when things kind of, you know, start getting, sh- you know, shaken up. Oh, that's, that's going to be the, the, the wrench in the works that... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah ch- changes the smooth workings of, of the hood as we know it, yes. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the kills are well, good. Good. They're 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 passable <laughs> for the sort of budget that this thing has. Uh, there's definitely this one really. This is not a kill scene, admittedly, but there's there's one really weird exterior shot of just like the house they're in. Then like a, a house mm-hmm. or an apartment, but the exterior shot the, the, it looks almost like they built a cheap miniature so they could do like a shot with like a full moon in the background, but the, <laughs> the background's fully painted. And it looks yeah. really fake, and it just it stuck out because it's like, what is this? What is this weird two thousand three movie? And oh, the first thing, the, the first thing, the technical thing I want to talk about is that 
five minutes into this movie when I saw my third clock wipe transition <laughs> uh, between scenes. This movie loves... Someone stumbled into the Windows Movie Maker menu that has all the animated <laughs> transitions and they thought, we're going to use every single one of these mother effers. That's what they were thinking. Uh, we get That's... page turn clock... Or not clock wipes, we get page turn wipes later on. We get side wipes. We, we, we get all sorts of fancy wipes. Transition yeah, scenes. A, it's a style for sure. But I, I like that they're trying to... You know, most movies will just go to the next scene, which is honestly a little boring. So I, I, I liked... <laughs> I like the wipes. I, I like that this, you know, this movie had a lot of wipes. You you like that feeling of a 12-year-old playing around with Windows Movie Maker in 2003 and discovering what, what they could do with it? Honestly, if if I was going to say anything negative about this movie, it might be that I could have used more wipes. <laughs> Honestly. Like, why does it just have to be between scenes? Like, why can't we just get <laughs> like a, a wipe halfway between someone talking? Well, so you, you want every time it does like a you know cut back and forth between two people, like every single time it transitions between their faces, you want the the wipe, the clock wipe. <laughs> I I think it would help because sometimes I did get a little confused when they would when you know someone new would be talking, so it would it would definitely help with the confusion. <laughs> you think adding radial <laughs> effects would help with the confusion and not add to it? <laughs> just so you just so you know, someone new is talking. <laughs> no i don't know this uh, okay I'll, I'll admit that might be a me problem but I, i'm sure i'm not the only one out there uh that's dds delirious dad syndrome just watching the movie in a stupor not having any idea what's going on oh dear <laughs> I'll be honest, Tim. I am shocked. I am shocked that you have not called me a ninja yet. I am <laughs> um, gobsmacked. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know how um, you did, but I know I just I, I I like to be overly cautious and just I'm like, you know, I'm not even gonna go there. I'm not even gonna say that because I don't even know if that's inappropriate. <laughs> No, I, I don't. I, I don't think. I, I think it's just this movie's <laughs> dumb joke. I don't think it's actually yeah. a, a thing. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's, a, it's just a joke. It was funny. Uh, it, hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> Basically, one of the characters has decided that the usual racial term that's used uh, is old hat, and decides to replace it randomly with ninja, and it kind of becomes a running gag throughout the movie that he says ninja instead. I could be wrong, but I feel like I've heard that somewhere else before. I don't know where the um, cheers or something. I don't know. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like I mean, this was not a UK thing, but I know in the US you have those dubbed versions of movies for TV. It kind of sounds like a movie that had tons, <laughs> oh, yeah. tons of uh, racial language in it was was like dubbed. But so the whole movie is just ninja, ninja this, ninja well, that. Well, I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's probably a little harder for you because I, I think you're not even allowed to say ninja in the UK, or at least for a while you weren't. Uh, why? Because, well, you, you know how the, I mean, maybe you weren't aware of this, but you know how, like, it, it, I don't know if it's the whole UK or if it's just Britain, but they couldn't say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They had to say Teenage Mutant <laughs> Hero Turtles. 
Do you know what? I, I was prepared for you to say something really stupid, but that was actually a really good pull. That was a good reference. <laughs> yes, no, that's true, is, right? <laughs> this, no, this is true. Basically, the the BBFC, uh, who are, you know, are MPA, but they also rate TV stuff, basically decided that Ninja, uh, because of what a Ninja is, was too violent to be rated for all ages, so they had to change it to Hero Turtles, the cartoon. <laughs> I think the movie was still Ninja because the movie was like a you know PG or whatever, so it was fine. But yeah, uh, the, but the the cartoon on TV <laughs> they had to call it Teenage Mutant Ninja Hero, or sorry, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. <laughs> Which honestly, I I prefer because I did think the Ninja part was a little scary. So. <laughs> Maybe I got a little English in me. Who knows? That was an impressive reference, Tim. I'm I'm actually yeah. quite impressed with that you you you. you are saying 99 percent in character bullshit this review <laughs> that was actually a nice pull so uh, uh, you know applaud to thank you timothy uh all right do we just give the spoiler warning and work through this thing because I, I don't know how much there is to say sure. without discussing yeah. the, the, the characters and the plot and what's going on i mean do we thank you, our patrons what Oh, no, I'll do that at the end. I'll do that at the end. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, you used to do it in the middle sometimes. I, I did. I used to do it in the middle. Um, okay. But I realized that the the ad break and the on the YouTube goes in the middle, and I felt I was like, you know, it's a bit weird that they get like a pause for the patron thing and also the ad break. So I figure I'll go at the end. So you want to know what the worst is? Yeah. Um. So <clears throat> I've been um I've been like working out a little bit because I've I've been trying to get in shape. I <laughs> well. Hi, I've always like, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, because I mean, especially with quarantine, like I, I wasn't in the best shape or whatever, but um, I've been like kind of following this like workout, um, these workout videos on YouTube uh, from this guy. Oh, I was wondering how this was going to tie into what led yeah. to this. Oh, no, 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 yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, but like the thing that's like really annoying is like sometimes we'll just have like random uh, commercial breaks like in the middle of like a thing. So like he'll be doing like, you know, like you'll be doing a sit up and he's like, all right, so like I want you to like stay there and hold your position and then like it'll go to an ad break and you're like, no, you son of a, oh. <laughs> That almost feels like it's intentional. Like, like, it's, yeah. like, it's like a, it's like a piss take on whoever's like following the video. Like, well, you're going to have to either break the hole to click the skip after the five yeah. seconds. Or you're going to have to yeah. <laughs> just hold it for like 30 seconds to a minute, however long the ad is. Like, damn you. <laughs> All right. Okay. So full spoilers uh, for that. I mean, the spoiler free, it, it, you know, it's, it's about as shit as you expect it to be. Uh, so... <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> so full spoilers from this point on we actually start this movie with like uh they try to like do some lore there's like a storybook thing at the start that tells a history i was blown away by this because <laughs> i thought i was like you know six movies in we we haven't really learned the backstory <laughs> of the leprechaun so I, I was very happy that that was the first thing they did uh especially with this just beautiful animation beautiful 2003 hand-drawn <laughs> vintage animation vintage yeah. animation from 2003. yeah if they did it nowadays it'd be cgi and it'd look terrible but uh you know this was good good animation mm. yes yes uh so, so like, were you kind of surprised mm. about the leprechaun's origin 
I mean, I, I mean, full disclosure here, I, I might have not been paying complete attention during the story time, but because it just felt like nonsense. Uh, it was something to the effect of a bunch of people, including our leprechaun, were like protecting the king's gold, and when the king died, they were all meant to go like back into the earth, but he stayed and got evil. Was it Basically, on the right track? Yeah. yeah. So like the, I guess the king uh, summoned these leprechauns or raised these leprechauns from hell or something. I don't know <laughs> to uh, protect his gold, and then uh, yeah, like you said, when he died or whatever, the they were supposed to go back into the earth, uh, but then one stayed. I don't really know why. He's just kind of like I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think later on the uh, the psychic lady said you know he stayed and and became twisted and evil. So that made me think they weren't they didn't start off evil. Like he just became like, a demented version of what he is. Yeah, it really makes you wonder. Like, I wonder if they ever had plans to do like a full on like medieval leprechaun. Like, uh, just I can imagine how good that would be. Um, mm. Uh, ho- hopefully, yeah. I mean, someday I, I'll cross my fingers, but th- that'd be great. Maybe get Warwick Davis in for one last, one last shot oh, at yeah. the role. Oh yeah, uh, Le- Leprechaun Seven: Return of the Bling. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's good. Yeah, like I'd watch it. But then we we cut to like we cut to a section that feels like it's meant to be like the last couple of minutes of a prior movie. But it, I'm pretty sure it wasn't the last few minutes of the last movie. Not that I remember it that well, but it, like this scene is just new, right? Yeah, yeah. This 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 priest who's like basically treating Leprechaun like he's like a demon because he's got like holy water. He's like to hell with you, creature! To hell with yeah. you! And he's like, whatever. I don't. I'm trying to think. Was was that guy in the last movie? Like I know this scene wasn't in the last movie, but was he? I don't think so. I, I don't even yeah. remember a priest from the last movie at all. I thought they had, they were like, there was like definitely like a scene in church or something because like they did like that church choir thing. Oh, that's right. That's the scene that Coolio randomly yeah. showed up. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's been like like nine, ten months since we did that. Time. I, I've happily yeah. expelled most of it from my brain. I, I'm, I'm just curious for myself now. but Of course, you have to know, don't you? Yeah. Uh, but he sinks into the cement of this work site and then it comes up saying one year later. Now, this is important. Well, no. Uh, so oh. I'm sorry, you're you're jumping ahead. He, because oh. uh, I don't want to give spoilers for the ending, but I think you're mixing the ending up with this beginning part. Because the beginning part, he's like getting pulled down by. Like, oh, sorry, demons. sorry, yeah, sorry. He's pulled down into the ground. Yes, not cement. Yeah. But the one year later is important because yes. when we cut to a year later, we meet two of our lead characters. We meet Emily and her friend Lisa, and. <laughs> We also meet uh, Jamie, who's the, the goofy stoner one who's just making dumb lines and dumb jokes, like, constantly. Uh, he's a really annoying character. But they they, they look at this, this uh, work site. It was supposed to be, like, a new youth centre for the neighbourhood. But whoever was building it ran out of money. Uh, the, the priests seem to be, like, partially involved in it as well. And they say, oh, it's a shame that never got finished. So this is a work site that was abandoned over a year ago, or at least one year ago, presumably when the priest died, maybe. And... Because the priest, while he succeeds in putting the leprechaun away, he sort of drops dead at the end because he's so injured. So, um, but this is important for later, right? This is important for near the end of the movie. So I'm just I want to point this out now. This yeah. work site was abandoned a year ago, mid building, right, with only some walls partially up. Right. Just want to point that out. Um, and from there we're interested in the characters. There's actually a lot in this opening scene in the present day stuff because. We're introduced to 
Sorry, I was trying to find if that father was in the last one, but I can't find anything saying it. So I don't think I don't think so. Okay, so, okay sorry. <laughs> we're introduced to these three characters who talk about the the, the work site, and then we see a guy go back in a red leather jacket and a motorbike who has like it's not actually chrome, but it's like a chrome looking like coating on his helmet, which was very you know stand out. It, it really it, it caught your eye, and. There was, like, already it was, like, shoving a lot of drama in her face because, uh, like, our main girl, Emily's looking over all, like, oh, there's a history with him, but he's with someone new. And then he awkwardly looks back at her. And then, without skipping a beat, a car comes in, and there's, like, four guys in a convertible who are mad at our stoner guy, Jamie, because he owes them money, and they threaten him <laughs> and steal his shoes. And then, the other guy in the bike's still sitting there, and he sort of catches the eye of these, these thugs... And then they kind of yell at each other a little bit. It turns out he's a rival drug dealer, uh, but also mm. the ex-boyfriend of her main girl, Emily. There's a lot there's a lot of things thrown at us very quickly in the space of about a minute <laughs> in this yeah. scene. Yeah, this isn't a movie that's going to hold your hand. Like, you definitely have to work for it if you really want to appreciate it. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of setup. Uh we basically find that they've all got money troubles. Well, maybe, maybe not the drug dealer did. Uh, uh, Rory, he he the one the bike. He he's obviously making money, but the others are all having trouble. Uh, Emily wants to go to college, uh, so does a friend. They want money for that. They're saving up at their their crappy job, uh, a salon, which is important for later. A couple of scenes in there. Um, mostly, I was noticing the clock wipes at this point. That that was the main thing that was happening. All right. But after all this, after all this, mm. so there's a, there's a scene where Rory goes to complain because his drugs had a four-leaf clover in them. And Rory, who gave him said drugs, doesn't know what a clover is, for a start. <laughs> so he's confused. Then we get the smart. ninja joke. I just, I just want to say that this is uh, smart storytelling. Is uh, and, yeah, and for two reasons. One... Um, there, I'm, I'm going to throw a, a film term at you. Uh, foreshadowing <laughs> is is what this is. Um, so it, it's impressive on that level, but also I do like the choice of yeah him not really knowing what a clover is because it gives us a chance uh, for them to explain to the audience what it is. And because, um, I mean, like you said, it had been a while since we watched those movies, so I know I needed a refresher. Either a refresh, refresher on the idea of what a clover, a four-leaf clover it, it, was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like I was totally clueless, but it helped to, you know, have it re-explained. You know, this is this is where if this was a mockumentary, <laughs> it would cut to footage of Tim watching it and just looking like he's really confused, and then he explains what a clover <laughs> is, and he's like, "Oh, the die, of course, <laughs> I'd forgotten all along." <sighs> but I'm I'm rushing through this part, right? Um, mm -hmm. I, I will say right from the get-go, it does feel like it's taken itself slightly more seriously than the last one. I feel like the last one was this trio of main characters that were just doing ridiculous comedy constantly. This one felt <laughs> not like a serious film, but like it was like just trying to pretend to be a horror movie by building up right. to the villain. So, Kudos I don't know if that's me giving it credit, but <laughs> it's something. We'll take it. <laughs> are you speaking on behalf of the cast and crew <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay just check it so for some reason 
because it's the hood, I guess. Uh, you know, the, the you know, that 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 mythical hood that the movies like to yep. talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not, not I'm not saying there's no such thing as the hood or people that use that term. I'm saying that the hood in movies is a very particular thing that it likes to portray as the hood. So, our main characters decide to have a barbecue on the closed down work site of this building that wasn't finished because mm-hmm. there's no park nearby to go have a barbecue. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Or contrived so that it'd be standing there for the next part of the plot to happen. Well, I mean, I just think it's like a... You know, when you look at it like this, youth center is supposed to represent hope, and, you know, what we're looking at here is, you know, it, it never got built, so, you know, that and that's why everyone's having money troubles and they're kind of feeling a little hopeless, and that's why, you know, they're having... You know their barbecue here. So I mean, at least that was my, my take. I don't know. So you're saying, sorry, I popped off screen there for a second. So you're saying <laughs> that because the Thucyder never got built, that's why they're all having money troubles. Because this was going to bring yes. them all jobs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, it would have been a you know beacon of, of hope and 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 just mm. really would have. <laughs> filled the the hood with a you know a place to assemble and you know share their 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 lives and their laughs and you're saying there would be a good mood in the hood exactly okay Okay. but unfortunately emily falls through some dodgy floorboards that are under some dirt and ends up in the basement secret basement area where just like the psychic told her yeah, and it, oh, that's right. They're going to see a psychic briefly, and she says, "You're going to have, you're going to be tempted with good fortune, but it's going to come at a price." Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is so that we can have Leprechaun versus a witch later. <laughs> that's, that's why that's there. But she finds a chest of gold, and well, that's that's were that. You, were you surprised that she found some gold? <laughs> yeah, in a leprechaun movie, I've, you know, you know, Tim, I'd considered the possibility that it might, it might happen. Oh, there's one thing we didn't talk about uh, too. Was that uh, <laughs> there was also a rainbow? Oh yes, of course, yes. So when the leprechaun <laughs> got pulled into he- uh, like hell or whatever, um, <laughs> either before or just after, like a sort of like rainbow sort of mythically appears above where he's buried, and. Just before she falls into the the hole, there's like a rainbow in that spot that appears. Mm. Like she's drawn to it. Like there's like, I mean, because, you know, there's gold at the end of a rainbow, as, as people as people say. Now, would the movie have worked for you a little better if like when the leprechaun got dragged down to hell, <laughs> that like, if like he was getting dragged, but then like his hat like came off and then. Like, at the last second, like, Freddy's glove burst out of the ground and, like, grabbed his hat and, like, <laughs> pulled it down. It'd have been something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Jason Goes to Hell is kind of a, a high standard of quality here on this show, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's fair. Like, it's, it's the worst one in that entire franchise, and I, I would, mm. you know, easily even... Yeah, is there more more to that 
<laughs> no, no. I, I, okay, I, just, sorry. I, I thought you might agree or disagree or shock us all by saying no. I actually think it's better than six or something silly like that. Uh, oh no, it's definitely no. It's definitely the worst one. It's a terrible, terrible movie. I agree. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. You can tell that Tim was serious there for that that second when he was talking about something other than Leprechaun because the, the complete tone of his voice changed to answer that question. <laughs> Did anyone notice that? Carney Tim disappeared and real Tim appeared for the briefest of glimpses. <laughs> right? I mean, to each their own, you know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not challenging your opinions. <laughs> you know, it's... Mm-hmm. They are what they are. Okay. okay. Maybe you're the one putting on an act. I don't know. Maybe you secretly love the movies, but you don't want your cool film friends to know, so you, you have to come on here and act like the hater. <laughs> don't be silly. I don't have friends. So, <laughs> so, especially like cool film friends. <laughs> like, I don't even like know what that would be. That's funny. <laughs> Tim, you might be the closest thing I have to a cool film friend. <laughs> Let that sink in. <laughs> hey, I do own all the Leprechaun movies on DVD, so or Blu-ray, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they're on sale in iTunes recently. There was like $15 for all eight Leprechaun movies. And I said... Ooh, that was a good deal. No, thank you. <gasps> I said, no, thank you. You're waiting for the physical <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so, so she picks up the gold. It cuts to them debating. And Emily's like, nah, we'll split this four ways. It's fine. Even though the others are bickering over who deserves to get a cut. I mean, they all mm-hmm. think she should get a cut because she's literally the one who picked it up and found it and fell through the hole. But the rest of them are all burkier, and he's like, no, no, we can, there's enough to go around. We can all take, mm. you know, a quarter of this and go and do And there's a montage of them uh, spending their money. They tell the stoner not to spend it on drugs, but he buys literal garbage bags <laughs> full of drugs. Um, <sighs> oh, stoner. <laughs> stoner character. <laughs> He also it's later on in the movie he has like maybe maybe this is a specific thing that i just don't understand because i'm not in the in the know of these things but it looked like a you know like a golfer's hat but he had he was wearing it upside down you know the, the, it's, got, it's got the cap at the front but it's like open at the top you know one of those hats yeah i mean we were all doing it in 2003 <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah. That was the style. That was the fashion, was it? <laughs> at the oh, time. yeah. Anyway, so... That does look, that's like... I mean, I'm kind of glossing over some of the character drama where Rory's back with Emily because she's under the impression that now that he's been given a lot of money that he will stop trying to build a criminal empire with his drug business. Uh, but he, of course, still is. And he's still kind of seeing the new girl that he met as well, the kind of bitchy one who's really kind of, you know diva-ish and diva-ish diva, diva-esque or diva-ish is kind of what i was going for uh you know she's horrible to everywhere she you know when she goes into like a, a workplace of any kind like a store or a salon she's like very awful to the customers or to the employees and she's like can i get some service please and stuff like that really uh, really uh full of herself and don't forget there's a uh, a little something interesting in her mouth oh not yet that comes a little okay. bit later. That comes a little okay. bit later. I've got thoughts <laughs> on that. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, actually, we'll just talk about it. It's like a standalone scene anyway. I don't see why not. So, Rory, that cheeky scamp, you know, I mean, if you can't trust a, a drug dealer, who can you trust, I suppose? Uh, but he 
he gave some of the gold to to this girlfriend, uh, the one that he's uh, cheating on Emily with, and she goes to, I guess, a jeweler's or a pawn shop or some, someone, I, I don't know exactly who this was supposed to be, and gets him to melt down the gold coin and create a gold cap for one of her teeth. Mm-hmm. And here's, here's the insane... So she's been the way she's been with everyone else in this movie. She's like, oh, can we speed this up? Can we get a move on? Can we get this done? And he literally just takes the coin, puts it in one of his little spoons, and puts it over the Bunsen burner, mm-hmm. and it, it cross-fades... More fades. This movie loves its transitions. <laughs> and it, it transitions further along. And it's like she's been standing there waiting on a Big Mac. But like, you know, at a counter just waiting for a burger to cook. This is how long it feels like time has passed. And he hands her the gold cap. And she immediately just puts it into her mouth. And it's perfectly covering her tooth. Can I just, I don't know, put put forward the idea that maybe a dentist would be involved at some point <laughs> in the process of getting a cap, you know, I don't know, for measurement's sake. It's, it's not like one size fits all here when it comes to getting a cap for your tooth. You know, I'll, uh, to be fair, I'll, I'll give that to you. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't think about it. I was kind of so wrapped up in the scene, but you do bring up a good point. And even, even, even if, like we accept that this guy can just do this and knows how to make a cap out of gold. Maybe that's a common request, I guess. The fact that he basically is done molding it and hands it over, wouldn't it be like, I don't know, maybe hot to put in her mouth mm-hmm. at this point? Would, would there not be, I don't know, I, I just, all of it felt like, I mean, I, I know it's stupid talking about what's far-fetched in a leprechaun movie, especially a leprechaun six but this was just like jumping over the line for me well i mean i do think gold tends to um cool down faster than most metals oh it doesn't yeah okay so i mean i don't know if that's in the play but i mean it does seem a bit quick Mm. i'll give that to you yeah like i say it's it's like she's it's like she's in a fast food food place and she's just waiting Mm. for the person to like get her order from the back and bring it through and that's it like that, that's how quick it feels. And I know there's a transition, but you don't really get the feeling that much time has passed. She just feels mm-hmm. she's... Because there's like the same person standing behind her on the queue as well when it, when it comes ahead. Are you aware of um, of the Metal Men? <laughs> the DC Comics characters, yes. I'm familiar. Yeah. Uh, man, I feel like if the Leprechaun was in the DC Universe, he'd really want the gold... <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the gold one, yeah. The, one of them's made yeah. of gold. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he probably would, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's funny, because he recognizes his gold. He recognizes the tooth as his gold. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, do you can you, like, sense it? Or is it just mm-hmm. any gold will do? Like, will you take any gold? You know, there's, there's questions. Is it a part of his body? Like, when he gets shot and those little bubbles <laughs> come out of him? Mm. Like, is that gold? <laughs> it seemed like it, although he bleeds green, which does not seem very gold-like. That's true. You know, yeah, I should have went all all through it, all, all the way with it, and had gold blood as well. But then, actually, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, or, or or cry gold. I don't know why he'd cry, admittedly, but maybe he could oh. have him cry gold. It'd be cool if there's a movie where they uh, <laughs> crucified him on a gold crucifix. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so can we <laughs> for uh? I don't know if, if we still have the, the merch store up, but we should make yes. a shirt that, 
that has like a picture of a crucified leprechaun and it says he died for your sins. <laughs> or no, he died for your gold, actually. He died for your cool. gold. Yeah. Well, I can't draw, any... I can't draw, Tim. If you want to draw uh, this image, I'll put it on a shirt. <laughs> let's uh we'll have our fans know if 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 uh if i get two people interested in that shirt i'll i'll try to come up with a design <laughs> you're the one who actually draws here tim don't look at me to design hey, i'm not a good artist <laughs> i do like to draw but i'm not that great um, i mean i can whip something up <laughs> yes crucified leprechaun he died for your gold all right all right show your interest <laughs> in the comments uh and i'll pass it along and tim might make a shirt for you and also, if you um, if you feel like if you <laughs> what you think the story of uh, Leprechaun the DC Universe might be, let us know. I mean, imagine <laughs> I get imagining he's going after gold from the Metal Man, and then uh, Booster Gold might show up at some point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I also see him fighting with Damien. Oh, of course, yeah. But it just feels like a natural fitting for some reason. Sure. <laughs> uh, not your cat, of course. I mean the Robin, Damien. Of course, yeah. <laughs> just to just to clarify for everyone. Uh, right. Where are we? Okay, so we've done about the stupid tooth, right? So we can go, we can go yeah. back. Uh, so basically, the leprechaun wakes up and comes out of the ground once the gold's in distribution and starts looking for it. Uh, the first person he kills is at a party uh, that uh, the stoner guy Jamie's throwing, mm -hmm. where he has a scene where another guy who's getting high obviously just thinks he's high when he sees the leprechaun, but then the leprechaun starts using the bong as well and this was good <laughs> you sound far too enthusiastic about that see come on seeing the lep get high don't tell me that you, that wasn't good stuff <laughs> uh, um <laughs> anyway so it ends with him stabbing him in the stomach <laughs> with a bong that's that's how they see this ironic ah <laughs> oh, dear uh, to have the thing that you loved to smoke out of become your doom it's pretty ironic I, I guess. You see the irony? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I said there was less comedy in this one, but obviously here's probably the most you get, which is this scene and then the following scene where Jamie's making a sandwich and the joke <laughs> is, is that the leprechaun's actually like walking around him the whole time, but Jamie keeps like, A, not noticing him, but B, also accidentally hitting him with the fridge door and <laughs> other, you know, the, the drawer I think at one point he hits him with by accident. Now, do you think he, so he knocks him in the fridge here which i mean luckily the, the lep had the munchies so it's not too bad for him but and also luckily this, all the shelving which was there a second ago has all been removed to make sure there's room for him to fit in the fridge but you know i mean he's magic so i, I don't really <laughs> <laughs> but i i gotta ask though you know because this is 2003 well before kingdom of the crystal skull do you think that Spielberg and Lucas might have watched this uh, at some point and see, seen the lep, you know, get thrown into a refrigerator and think, you know, hey, wait a minute, this gives me an idea. Maybe, uh, maybe we can dust off that old character we used to make movies about and and, and give him a new adventure. Given the standard of things that George Lucas has been involved in in the last, you know, 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. it wouldn't shock me. <laughs> <laughs> It would I mean, I don't think, oh, seriously, I don't think so, but it wouldn't, you know. I mean, it's hard not to see the parallels, but. The parallels. <laughs> yes, he goes into a fridge. I mean, it's not like that's a very common thing to happen in movies. 
the fact that we got two iconic movies, iconic franchise returns in the same decade where the main characters are thrown inside a fridge. Like, you don't think that's a little odd, a little suspicious? If anything, I would say it was maybe more inspired by the fact that originally in Back to the Future, the time machine was going to be made out of a fridge. And Spielberg produced that, so there may be a connection with that. <laughs> you look ghost-wrapped right now, too. I, I can't believe it. I mean, if you're just going to come up with nonsense, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I'm serious. We're going to set, we're going to make it okay. out of the fridge. Sure, sure, sure. And the, right. <laughs> and part of the movie was that we're going to have to sneak into like some base or something to get it back. An early draft. Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue, please. <laughs> so they find the dead body. They call the police, and this is a weird plot point. Jamie gets arrested and. Uh, Lisa, who's been kind of like turning him down because he keeps trying to ask her out like the whole movie up until this point, finally kisses him before he gets put in the cop car. And then like, Aww. and then like Rory's like, hey, don't worry, we're, we're going to come and get you out. And it cuts away and it's sort of like, in a sense, okay, he said that, but it doesn't sound like they can just walk in and get him out. But apparently they could because the next time we see Jamie, he's just walking around doing whatever. He's just... There's like no addressing the fact that he went to jail for the night or anything like that or why he was let out if they paid some sort of, you know, bail or whatever it may be. It's, it's not important. <laughs> Even though the murder weapon would have had his fingerprints all over it because it's his. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's bigger things to worry about here. <laughs> like where the gold is. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure the cops probably got some phone calls about a leprechaun and said, all right, you're telling the truth and let him go. That's your explanation. <laughs> yeah. That's your explanation. Okay. <laughs> uh, things turn, turn up heat wise though, when it's Emily's last day at the salon. She, she hates the salon. Sorry. I said that weird. Uh, the salon. <laughs> the salon. I, I didn't know if that was just like how you say it over there. No, it's not. Like, it's not. I just said it weird. Interesting. <laughs> I just said it weird. It was a slip of the tongue. Uh, yeah, the salon. Uh, so. It sounds like some like, I don't know, like annoying rich kids. Well, no, to, to be fair, it's not something I think we say. We say hairdressers. We wouldn't say salon. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe yeah. why, I, which is maybe why I'm hesitating because it's not a word that, you know, we actually use. Uh, and it's also, and as well as a lot of American words I'm used to using because they're the movies, the words that come up a lot. And given what we're talking about, I don't find myself yeah. talking about salons that much. So, uh, so that that may be why. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we would call that hairdressers. But, anyway, mm-hmm. but they they also it's one of these hairdressers which is very common. Uh, they also do waxes and things like that and oh, yeah. all the rest of it. Uh, so this big, loud, like awkward customer who's yelling once once her, her waxing and massage done and Emily wants no part of it but she's getting forced into it but before she gets in the room with her would you believe it the lep has decided to give a massage to this woman on his own yeah I was as soon as she came in I was like oh, I hope the lep gives her a massage because <laughs> that's just comedy gold <laughs> There was definitely a soundbite potential there with I hope the lep gives her a massage <laughs> and the way you said that. Um, 
So, sure enough, he's got a uh, massage. Like, the pretty good at it. She seems to like it. Well, he ends up standing on her back at one point and just kind of mm. stomping, which seems to work for her, I guess. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, but, of course, Emily a lot of walks... Times I like, oh. A lot of times I, like, hold my kid in the air and he likes to stomp with his legs and he just, <laughs> just like, kick the crap out of me. <laughs> Do you find it relaxing? No. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> so, Emily walks in, streams seeing a leprechaun, uh, leprechaun goes after her, demands his gold. She struggles. And he kills oh. the, the, the massage lady. He does, he does kill the massage lady. Uh, and Emily gets away by stabbing the leprechaun in the eye with, like, I, I didn't even catch what device it was. It was like, I don't know if it was like straighteners or like a... Mm. A clipper or something, but it scissors was... or something. Oh wait, was it a? Yeah, it might have been like one of those like electric trimmers or something. Yeah, it was something with a yeah. cable. But there was like buzzing yeah. and stuff. Um, and the, the practical effects on the scene were like, ah, so good. <laughs> when the blood comes out, it's like you know, it's, it's not CGI. So, so I mean, there's some CGI blood later, but uh, <laughs> there is yes, yes, there's some practical green blood that squirts onto uh, Emily's face when she stabs him. I should double check to see who did the effects, cause I could see that being like a Stan Winston or or something. <laughs> <laughs> it looked really good. Let's. <laughs> Greg Nicotero and Tom Savini teamed up to bring you Leprechaun 6 back to the hood <laughs> Stan Winston Jesus Christ um, so Emily gets away goes to get the others no one believes there's a leprechaun of course uh, but they do eventually see evidence of said leprechaun. I, you know, this part of the movie is a bit of a blur. I'm not gonna lie. Is there? I, I think it's sometime around here. I forget what, like, precedes it, but I, I think we get the scene coming up soon where the leprechaun is on the phone with someone. Oh, that's yeah. That's later. That's like after the <laughs> gang tries to kill Rory. Oh, right, right, that's, right, that's right, when yeah. they get involved. Um, that scene I, is comedy gold. Yeah, I, I don't remember how we get to this scene exactly, but once they, once not Jamie, Jamie's kind of separate. But once the others believe there is a leprechaun, uh, I think oh, it was because Lisa gets killed. Lisa is killed in her place uh, by the leprechaun, mm -hmm. um, and once that happens, at least Rory's on board, and they kind of debate with Jamie, like. What do we do? We have to give the gold back, and Roy doesn't want to do that, and he ends up lying and sort of stealing the gold. Um, and he comes back to save them though when the leprechaun shows up, because and this was we skipped over the scene earlier, but earlier on, uh, when to the other drug dealers that he was kind of feuding with, um, he does what I can only describe as a drive-by with a baseball bat on his motorbike, where he All just right. rides up and hits someone in the face with a baseball bat. Uh, the way it's edited made it kind of funny. If I'm honest, uh, so, so he saves Emily here by doing this to the leprechaun. It's like his big triumphant moment. He he hits him with a baseball yeah. bat, and Emily gets on the bike and they drive off, which leads them. I think that's what the kids call a fist pump moment. No, they don't. Uh, which leads them. <laughs> 
It leads up to the police, uh, where because he was driving too fast, the police pulled... It. It's the same cops, by the way, they saw earlier. Mm. Um, and the cops just, like, want to arrest them. Uh, just because, you know... <laughs> it, it, the cops. The, the cops, yeah. Uh, a cow. All cops are leprechauns. All cops are leprechauns. <laughs> um... <laughs> So they they get a although this is weird. I thought they handcuffed both of them, but then later on, Emily just had no handcuffs on. I thought that was mm-hmm. a bit that was maybe like a continuity problem. But I, uh, I yeah, we'll we'll check the goof section of IMDb. Uh, sure, we will. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, the leprechaun should, once they're in the back seat of the cop car and they're handcuffed, or at least one of them is. Because uh, it's kind of weird to put her in the back seat as well with no handcuffs on. That's like a really weird thing to do. Uh, at least as far as like anything I've ever seen in a movie anyway, maybe maybe this is normal. But uh, well, at least in the context of putting them in the back seat with someone who is handcuffed, you feel like you wouldn't mix and match. But anyway, <laughs> so the leprechaun <laughs> shows up and is like, "Hey, they stole something of mine. Where's my gold?" And they're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> your gold, is it? That was in the 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 chest." He's like, "Ah, I is yes. Give, give, give me my gold." Um, and he gets into a fight with the cops, where he kills the one cop first, and then the second cop, who apparently knows martial arts, because he starts busting <laughs> out like high kicks. Well, they're not that high because it's a leprechaun, but you know what I mean. Like he starts <laughs> busting out kicks, like he's an MMA fighter, and then the leprechaun rips off his leg. <laughs> That's right. And this cop who... He falls down after a minute, but he's sort of hobbling along he, in one leg. He doesn't so- notice at first because it's kind of like a big surprise. Like, yes. My camera pulls out and it's like, my leg! And he's, hold, he's holding the leg. The cop sort of hobbles for a bit and then falls over. Uh, you know what? At least... Once the action went down here, it was there was at least some amusement in the leg being ripped <laughs> off. Like I can't deny that. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. Minor, minor points. <laughs> I mean, I'd say uh, give him a hand for it, but you know, <laughs> should probably give him a leg instead. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a leg to stand on, Tim. Oh, good one. Yeah. And <laughs> I guess that's a little that makes a little more sense. What I said. <laughs> uh so luckily the leprechaun bites through the handcuffs so he's effectively not handcuffed anymore <laughs> although i'm pretty sure that he's not got the like the actual cuffs on his wrists for the rest of the movie like he probably should i think they just disappear well it makes sense that they just kind of fall off at that point <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh-huh uh so they run into jamie again at some point they end up being confronted, as we said, by the rival like drug dealer group who are a bunch of hard heads who mm-hmm. think they're big, tough guys, and they're holding them at gunpoint. They they want the gold that they've got. They take the gold, and then there's a it's kind of ironic because usually it's a leprechaun that wants the gold, but these guys want the gold too. Does it turns out gold something that a lot of people would like to get their hands on? Would you believe? Yeah, it? I mean, talk about your third act stakes raise <laughs> so the leprechaun shows up and he, he does make an entrance here i have to admit where he because he drives a cop car uh and there's a joke when he tries to because you see him trying to like you know he goes into the driver's seat 
it cuts to his feet and he can't reach the pedals, which is actually a real thing uh, in the sense that I, I, I've seen Warwick Davis, the actor, I've actually seen him driving and he has like, uh, there's like extenders Where? that he has on the pedals. Wait, where have you seen this? Like in, like in your neighborhood or? <laughs> no, it's in, um, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's in the show Life's Too Short where he was Life's the main. Life's Too Short, yeah. Yeah, he was the main, uh, he was kind of, play, I mean, obviously it's fictional, but he's playing himself. But I assume mm-hmm. that, that, that the stuff that he's got in his car so he can drive it is probably just sure. accurate. It's probably just what he has, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, he does not have that here, being a leprechaun. He instead decides to <laughs> use the severed leg of the cop to, to to press down but it leads to an entrance because the cop car rolls up the door opens and you see the leg come down and then everyone's like oh the cops and it, it looks like someone coming out of a car you know it looks like the leg coming down to get out of the car but then the leg yeah. just falls over and they all freak out and uh, it's the leprechaun <laughs> it's good mm. and there's a joke here where leprechauns music Hey lads, uh, they've got something to me. You've stolen from them, but they stole from me. But he gets interrupted because this this uh, drug dealer's phone goes, and it's his his missus. He was very upset with him at first by the sounds of it, but it's kind of that classic, you know, stereotypical joke of tough guy doesn't want to be caught being nice to his girlfriend in front of the other guys. So he's like whispering, he's like, yeah, 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 uh, you know, nothing wrong, baby. And when she says I love you, then he's like, yeah, yeah, me too. And he sort of hangs up. <laughs> but and the joke is that the leprechaun's just kind of waiting for the call to end up so they, they can continue their confrontation. Uh, <laughs> which, this is kind of like a a spiritual follow-up to a much superior movie. <laughs> uh, uh, you know that I'm going to talk about Jason Takes Manhattan here a little bit. Of course. Because the drug dealer decides to box, <laughs> effectively box the lep by... <laughs> punching him and he goes flying into into some uh, rubbish into the garbage and he gets back up and he keeps punching him and he keeps going to flying every time but he just keeps doing it because he can take the hits and keep getting back up and eventually the guy's getting tired this is you know it's a little similar to the, the boxer and jason takes manhattan who tries to box jason and just eventually gets tired although the lep uh not tall enough to punch his head off instead no. just reaches in and pulls out his heart which is good it's a good scene uh-huh. Uh huh. Which leads to all of his uh, co-workers, if you will, uh, riddling him with bullets. The three of them with machine guns just mow him down. Uh, but that's funny. <laughs> it does feel like a bit overkill. But it reminds me of like RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. But then he gets back up and proceeds to kill all of them. Um, and our main characters uh, run away. In the car that belongs to the drug dealers, which is one of those, you know, what do you call them? The those cars, Lowrider? yeah, the ones that can go up and down. Yeah. <laughs> those stupid cars. That yeah, go. yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't get the point of that. But no, no. It's a flaunting thing, you know. It's yeah. just, it's like, hey, look at my car. It can it can do the same thing that everyone can do with their penis. <laughs> like, <whoa. laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> come on it's, it's all it's all of us guys who are like try to look manly with the cars yeah no. <laughs> i gotcha it's never a woman who gets the car that can flex <laughs> sure <laughs> i'm not saying women don't like nice cars because they do but they're never a car that does this <laughs> right <laughs> just putting that out there in the world 
<laughs> well, what did you think, Tim? Because then we get a scene where the leprechaun is like hanging onto the bottom of the car, like he's in Indiana Jones or in maybe Speed, <laughs> and you know when Carrie Reeves is under the bus. Yeah, fantastic. I honestly, I, I could have watched a whole movie of this. The <laughs> what's great about the leprechaun is he's always somewhere the way you don't expect him to be like just when he like you always think you got rid of him but you know he's always there he's always you know uh behind a seat or behind a door under a car but he's he's waiting there he's gonna get you so they end up outside the kind like it follows <laughs> don't, don't you compare don't he's, you he's dare always compare, coming after you <laughs> don't compare leprechaun to follows <laughs> you could say the same about michael myers like don't don't dare try to form a connection between <laughs> leprechaun and one of the best horror movies ever made <laughs> you prick <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> just thought popped in my head uh-huh <laughs> so they just happen to be outside the uh the psychic's house whenever they stop and they go into the psychic's house and i'll admit i did laugh a little bit there's a guy getting a reading who's like because they interrupt to say hey we need help and this guy's there like sitting there and she's got like a you know crystal ball out and he's like but what about my dead wife and like Rory just sort of grabs him by the arm and says she'll be dead tomorrow okay that was a mildly amusing line I'll, I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a point uh, and immediately the psychic's like oh you did not heed my warning you took the gold they always take the gold so, so it's not even just that she knew something ominous was going to happen she specifically knew it was going to be a leprechaun <laughs> it was going to come after her yeah, I feel like so much could have been avoided if she would have just said that in the beginning. <laughs> she specifically knew it was going to be a leprechaun and then proceeds to tell us what the opening like drawings kind of told us. Um, but would you believe it? She actually has powers because when leprechaun shows up, she actually <laughs> immediately goes like, and her eyes light up and she's got like a vortex ball. Like, and her, it's, you know, it's like... Uh, doctor strange or some shit and she's like going to fight the leprechaun with it and i'm like what this is this is literally like oh, you know a witch versus leprechaun here like like why isn't the movie about her why is it why is it about the witch fighting leprechaun i mean if a leprechauns exist in this universe i i think we can safely assume that witches also exist but i mean i i agree though i could have definitely used more of this um yeah because to finally meet someone that can go toe to toe with the leprechaun on like a physical, you know, power sense that that's exciting. That's something that uh, I think audiences like to see. I can't <laughs> believe the tone in your voice as you say something <laughs> that is that much bullshit. Um, so the other thing here is that she says the leprechaun has only got two weaknesses and one is his gold which isn't really I mean it's a weakness in the sense that he cares about it but it's not really something you can just defeat him yeah. uh, maybe you can lure him somewhere with some of his gold I suppose but yeah. uh, but then the other one is the four leaf clover which has this come up much in the previous this battle? blew my mind when they said this has, has the four leaf clover come up that much in the previous movies I don't remember it coming just up the, just the first one I think I don't because it was a big deal in the first movie. I don't know if they mentioned it much since then. I forget. Mm, weird, but uh, basically this leads 
to Rory getting out his gun and he starts filling his bullets with mushed up four-leaf clover, which luckily Jamie still had in his pocket from, as Tim put it, the foreshadowing. <laughs> Although I would argue it's not foreshadowing, it's Chekhov's four-leaf clover, which is not foreshadowing, it's set up for later. How badass was this, though? Like this, <laughs> like this scene is so cool. It, it's like the nice little calm get ready scene before the big fight, and you know that those clover bullets are gonna hit the leprechaun at some point. And they do, and <laughs> he shoots sh- him. Uh, he has like gold blobs coming out of him, as you as you pointed out earlier. <laughs> Uh, Jamie hits him with a bat and then the bag is broken in half and stabbed into his leg uh, which was kind of a payoff because he was like frustrated that he was only getting a baseball bat to use but he was very very brave when he jumped in to save his friends with the baseball bat uh, which also came after a, a joke that lasted like 30 seconds where he was convinced that all of the weaknesses that a vampire has was also applied to oh, leprechauns because yeah. he said why don't we just wait until tomorrow morning and that'll kill him it's like, he's not a vampire it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know the rules for one mythical creature, therefore they must apply to every single mythical creature. Yeah. Uh, so they end up, you know, the witch gets killed by the leprechaun. Uh, they end up on the roof. This is kind of after the furnace scene. Oh, sorry, yeah, they end up in the basement first where she, she puts him into a furnace. And we actually see his skull after his, like, skin burns off. But, of course, like, cool nothing else that. has killed him all movies, so I'm not sure why she thought this would work. <laughs> but... Hey, to give it a shot, you know? He pops back up. Um, at some point in this section, Rory gets, like, his knee hit, and it sort of, like, <laughs> basically breaks his kneecap or whatever. Oof. And he's Brutal. limping around. He can't really do anything anymore. Uh, it, it all ends in a big climax on the roof where the lep is hanging off the edge of the, the roof with uh, with Emily and Rory finally unjams his gun and shoots the, the lep who... I think it like jammed like twice. It did, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that that was set up. Like they really... like Jamie said earlier, why did you buy a Glock? They always jam. And then... And, and I'm thinking... Yeah. <laughs> Kind of. I guess that's more for like when it's a direct plot setup. It's not really foreshadowing. Like a foreshadowing is like um. So it's in Terminator Two, Tim, right? I'm glad you're bringing this up. Right, in Terminator Two, when the T1000 and Arnold first fight, when they run into James or James Connor, John Connor in the mall, <laughs> and there's that moment where he throws Arnold through the glass in the store, and the T1000 turns and looks at the silver mannequin. <laughs> for a second and then walks away that's foreshadowing because it's foreshadowing what the t-1000 looks like when he's you know not you know pretending to be human right that's uh-huh. foreshadowing but it's not set up okay you don't need it to understand anything it's just you know it's a tease it's a little tease gotcha <laughs> <laughs> so, so someone's setting up that there is a device which could be used and then that device being used later is not not foreshadowing it's a you know, set up and pay off. It's a it's a Chekhov's device. Okay. <laughs> most, most traditionally a, a a gun, but you can use it with that. Mm-hmm. Chekhov's Viagra, for example. You could yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, this, this is a weird thing to bring up, but I just I, I learned this week. I think like uh, Pfizer, who obviously make one of the vaccines, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. also make Viagra. <gasps> so, I just you know, saving lives in more ways than one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Just make sure you get in the right shot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was an awkward day walking out of that vaccination (laughs) center. (laughs) Everyone was giving me stares. Put that thing away. (laughs) All right. Uh, So we get like an almost diehard-esque ending where much like Hans Gruber, the lap falls... from the building i mean it's not a skyscraper it's you know it's like four stories it's not it's not as big but um but that that, that works because the leprechaun's also about half the size of most people so mm-hmm. uh, oh we got over the phone call you wanted to talk about oh, i just thought it was hilarious uh when the leper's talking to the, this woman on the phone and like you know at first they're a little hostile towards each other but then like you know she kind of starts being charmed by him honestly yeah, and, uh, she, it's it's the woman who phoned the drug dealer first because he's got his phone in his car. So he, he then he answers the phone, uh, and once she realizes it's someone else, and he's like, oh, and she's like, oh, what are you like? He's like, well, you know, I've got, got red hair. And like, you got a good figure. He's like, yeah, I think my figure's pretty good. <laughs> and it's all building up to uh, how tall are you, baby? And he's like, oh, about three foot six. <laughs> three foot six. And then she hangs up, and he looks. It looks genuinely hurt, honestly. He, well, he did. He said three foot six, but I, I make up for it in other ways. Yes, yes. Which you can kind of take a couple of different ways. Like maybe Ooh. he's making a penis joke, but he also might just be talking about leprechaun powers. Well, you said you can take it a couple of different ways. Immediately, my head went to yeah, and the ass and the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean, <laughs> suppose. Uh, <laughs> but anyway so remember way back when I, we were at the start of the plot and I said mm. this work site which is across the road apparently or not even across the road it's like right next to because he falls into it right mm. but this work site that stopped functioning and was abandoned a year ago mm. the leprechaun falls into it and falls into the wet cement <gasps> Whoa, did not see that coming. Wet cement on a work site that has been abandoned for at least a year. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they were starting up again. <laughs> You're familiar that cement dries, right? And it that hardens, you know? You're Most of the time. That? What's the type? Is there a special type of cement? <laughs> there might be, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a cement expert. I can't is, is there 100% t- confidently say that all cement is all dry at all times. Is there a T1000 equivalent liquid cement? <laughs> <laughs> this did actually kind of remind me of the end of Terminator 2 when he's like struggling in the oh, liquid. You were, you were expecting a thumb? The thumb yeah. to come up? <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> Uh, and th- this does seem to actually put an end to the lap as he falls into the wet cement and disappears. Uh, although the important thing here is all the gold falls in with him, so presumably that's why it actually works. Uh, yeah. 
you maybe you could argue the 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 gold magically made the cement wet, but you are really grasping at straws <laughs> if you're if you're going with that. I like that explanation. That works. And not not only that, it's, it's the middle of the night. So even if they had been working on it during the day, I mean, I don't know how quickly cement dries, but this mm-hmm. this stuff is like completely liquid. Like this is not even like just soft cement. It's yeah, <laughs> it's wet cement for sure. Yeah, you know, it's fresh, fresh out the kitchen, as it were. Yeah, I wonder what they used, because uh, it did look like real cement. Oh yeah, because you know what wet cement looks like <laughs> in real life. You've been around a lot of it. Hey, I've yeah, built my fair share of structures. <laughs> <laughs> Were any of them not Lego? <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I I'll like say to, that. <laughs> when I build my Lego, I like to do a cement foundation to make it very yeah, yeah. secure. <laughs> of course. He gets an old cat litter tree and fills it with cement, yeah. and then that's his base. <laughs> <laughs> oh. hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. At one point, that when the lep gets shot here, he ends up lying with a pool of blood, and the, the blood was clearly CG, which is why I, I mentioned earlier there was a pool of. CG blood. I look good though, for CGI blood. At least it, it looked good. Mm, mm, it it was it was <laughs> as bad as you think a low budget two thousand three CGI pool of blood would look. Right. At the time though, it looked good. Like if you watched this in two thousand three, you would have been impressed. I mean, is it? You know, we're, the fact that we've brought up Terminator two multiple times that actually it was one of the first big CG movies that had mm. actual pools of CG because of the the T one thousand. Yeah, uh, this looks worse than that, and it's you know, twelve years newer. <laughs> so, well, take that I, as I, you I may. guess I'd yeah, I'd have to see them side by side. And apparently, to make a call. because of this, which oh, by the way, so after this, right? There's like there's there's like one montage after this, right? At the end of the movie, mm-hmm. we cut to Rory, who this whole scene couldn't stand because of his knee, right? He, he literally was crawling because he couldn't stand on his leg. Mm. You know, he only had the one leg to stand on, much like the <laughs> much like the police officer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but it cuts to them, like, riding on his bike, and she's, like, you know, like, behind him on the bike. And it's not a time jump because they're wearing the same clothes. Both of them are mm. wearing the same clothes, but, and they're smiling and happy. He's not in any pain. I'm like, well, that leg healed quick. That, that, that feels like that, that, that healed a, a treat, that did. Well, maybe because uh, maybe if the injury was caused by the leprechaun, maybe once like the leprechaun was fully dead, it it went back to normal. Interesting theory. (laughs) (laughs) That's the fan theory I'm putting out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a quick montage of Jamie playing basketball who did survive his leg stabbing uh, because we're so happy he survived. Uh, and then Rory, who's apparently given up his life of crime because Emily's happy to be with him now, they kiss, and the movie f- fades to black, but one final little mm-hmm. shot, because we see the storybook close, and it says the end. Oh, Here cute. endeth <laughs> the, the, the sixth movie journey with the Warwick mm-hmm. Davis Leprechaun movies. <sighs> yeah, and... You know, what a love letter to all all your major horror franchises. I mean, you got the, uh, you know, obvious 
Nightmare on Elm Street references with the furnace, uh, you know, them throwing him into the furnace. Uh, obviously, the you know him falling into the wet cement was referenced to Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the possible it follows <laughs> references. Uh, you know, this was definitely a movie <laughs> that uh, is for the fans. <laughs> For fans of the genre, uh, I would say. <laughs> What's the genre exactly? Uh, leprechaun horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> Knee high mischief, as you once coined. Knee high mischief. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've got to say, I'm more of a more of a Gremlins and Critters Critters man when it comes to Knee high mischief. Maybe Puppet Master as well, which we've got <laughs> to do someday. But uh, yeah, okay, so. <laughs> thankfully that's the movie do you know what I, I don't really want to watch the next two but i will say this there's one silver lining to doing the next one is that tim hates it <laughs> tim hates the next one i mean spoilers alert you know <laughs> spoilers alerts uh yeah i mean i, I don't want to throw give everything away but uh, i mean i've only seen it once so who knows, maybe now that I'm a father, I'll look at it differently. <laughs> but the, the the one time I did see it, though, was possibly the maddest I've ever been. I love film. the idea that you're going to watch every movie you've never liked again, just in case being a father is going to change the experience. <laughs> You're going to watch uh, that Kevin Bacon movie, The Darkness, again, <laughs> just, in, just in case that the bad editing yeah. somehow is fixed, because you're now a father. <laughs> now, now your fruit has spread. Yes. Well, you never know. Sometimes, you know, uh, some people think that movie watching is a passive medium, uh, but I think it's kind of a two-way street. I think you mm. bring as much to the movie as the filmmakers did. Yes. And, uh, you know, your your life experiences mm. kind of shape um you know what you bring to the table but hey what do i know i'm just a cool film guy <laughs> was that a sly reference to the cool film friend conversation yeah. from earlier <laughs> that's so well done well done that was nice to call back all right i think we can rate i this. was foreshadowing it earlier <laughs> shut up <laughs> i think we can rate <laughs> leprechaun back to the hood tell him if you please uh, so it, it's not my favorite in the series. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think no, I used to say number two is my favorite, but uh, when we were rewatching them, I actually really like number three. Uh, I found it particularly uh, prescient. Um, but this one is still good. Uh, I like I said, I didn't think there's much more you could do in the hood, but um, they managed to actually, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh managed to do some cool stuff with it and i think it, it uh it, actually if you take um four five and six it actually makes a nice little trilogy um <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. how is the one in space the first part of a trilogy that ends with the two and the hood movies i just i i can't explain it i just think that they, it's just it's just a good they accompany each other well. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, this was great. This was a thrill. Uh, you know, it, it was great to see the Lep uh, come back. Uh, you know, uh, 
he had some great comedic timing, like when he gets bumped in the fridge or when he gives a lady a massage. I'm laughing just thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess like uh, between the comedic timing, uh, the kills, the special effects, um, the wipes, uh, <laughs> this, the wipes. I, <laughs> I, I love the wipes. What can I say? It was, oh, it was good. I um, it's appropriate we're talking about wipes because you know you have to wipe shit from your arse, and this movie's shit. Yeah, but what happens after you wipe? Your butt's clean. That is that is true. That is true. So, so this is this is a nice. Uh, so since this is a nice clean movie, I'm gonna give it a nice clean eight <laughs> out of ten. Eight. <laughs> So this is on par with the boy for you, because that's what you give the boy. I want to just make that clear. Uh, you know, I like them for different reasons, but yeah, I think they're they're both good. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, it's not the worst one. The last in the hood movie was definitely a worst. I don't really remember what I rated the old ones though at this point. Uh, my instinct though is to say that this is really bad. Uh, bad acting. It kind of cuts away from a lot of the actual, you know, kill moments. You don't see the penetration of a lot of the implements, just the aftermath. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that uh, it's it, it's got a couple of funny moments here or there. It's you know, it, it, unlike the last one, it actually is so bad it's fun in a funny way occasionally. Mm-hmm. So it's a little better to watch, but not particularly good. Uh, so uh, I I think I'm happy to give this an ace even. Three out of ten. Okay. <laughs> not bad. Not the worst score. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and it's only on streams after midnight that Leprechaun 6 would be one of the longer reviews we do. Uh, and that is Tim's fault. <laughs> That's Probably about as long as the movie, I'd say. Almost that, yeah. It's about, it's about 90 minutes, the movie, yeah. Uh, so with that said... That's Leprechaun in the or back to the hood. Uh, apologies, uh, Tim. Would you like to pose for the thumbnail? Uh, sure. I mean, it's not really a choice. It's just kind of a rhetorical question. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Three, two, one. Pause. <laughs> What what are you? What's this meant to represent exactly? What's going on? It's just a pose. Does it represent anything? You're going for the I'm dying and I can't get up sort of feel? That's what it looked like. Um, Okay, well, there you go. That's Tim's pose. Uh, Well, it is October, uh, and it's not like previous October Thons, of course, but we are going to. Oh, I thought it was March. (laughs) But we are going to keep recording more episodes. Uh, you know, like I said, on the first one back, uh, it's a little open-ended as to how consistent the schedule will be, uh, both this month and especially when we go slow down again for November. Uh, but we'll try to give you at least an episode in November and one or two Christmas movies. Um, and uh, maybe more. Maybe we'll get into the rhythm of recording. Maybe, you know, but there's no guarantee that we're back to, like, regular swing yet. Uh, but, uh, but we're back. And nothing in life is guaranteed. You can walk out tomorrow and die, so... very somber point to uh, end, end the show on uh, but hopefully you're enjoying the return of the show uh thank you to our patreon producers 
so thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Bordendale, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, David Brown, and Stanley. Uh, they are all at the higher, one of the higher tiers on Patreon, uh, which gives them a pressure credit. But you can support us at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get some bonuses for your trouble. Um, obviously, some of the bonuses for streams have been on pause since the show's not been around. Uh, but uh, and they're not back straight away. They're not back until we're going to be back on a regular schedule, but they will be coming back probably... If not before then, certainly I would say early next year. But uh, uh, that said, though, uh, we did just decide uh, probably today or tomorrow on Patreon, there will be a vote at the $5 and up tier for Screams. It's not a return to a regular vote, but there is going to be one for this month for $5 and up patrons. So uh, make sure you go and state your voice, voice your opinion. And don't forget to watch the Ace. Yes, the Atomic Sam Experiment. Thank you. Look at Tim plugging other content. <laughs> what a team player. <laughs> Fatherhood has changed you. When's the last time Connor did that? <laughs> he has never, ever done that. <laughs> the, the, the little traitor just, he, he doesn't even plug his own, uh, the mild fun stuff. He just goes and makes his own side podcast. Ugh. I know. I hate him. The scum. I know. He's the yeah, worst. Garbage. Uh, you can also support but us. Also, oh, yeah. kind of love. <laughs> you can also support us for free simply by hitting the like button, subscribing, dinging the bell on YouTube for notifications, or giving us a five star review on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use to listen to the audio <laughs> version of the show. Imagine someone giving five stars for this episode. <laughs> They're out there. They exist. I have faith in that. So. Uh, yeah, please do any and all those things and of course you can also catch us on Twitter at Screams Midnight which is the home of not only Screams After Midnight but all the Mail Fuzz movies uh, content uh, so go and have a, have a look at Screams Midnight uh, but that is us that has been the episode so thank you very much uh, for joining us and if nothing else Leprechaun 6 Back to the Hood is done it's in the books it's over and done with I don't have to fear it anymore so thank you very much for joining <laughs> us once again. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. We will see you next time.